Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Web Cave. Uh, we're here for a banger of an episode. This is going to be a big one. We have a big debate. Speaking for the Black Panther uh, cultural phenomenon, T'Challa, King T'Challa, Black Panther, uh, the fat white Jew, Daniel Hummer, will be representing him, myself, uh, the perfect person to speak for Black Panther. Again, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kanye West is fucking shaking in his boots pissed right now. Uh, oh, fuck Iron, that, dude. We have the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the last X-Men, uh, one of the, the greatest, most intelligent superhero you know, enthusiasts. I'm hyping you up here because I'm going to be talking shit in the debate. Bobby's here. How the hell are we doing, Bobby? Hell uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Can't complain, brother. I'm here to represent the face and the founding member of the Avengers. Yes, you are. Uh, we also have some uh, comics to talk about. We will be doing that later. Uh, we're going to start with the face-off while our judges are still awake. <laughs> uh, of course, here to judge with us, we have uh, Doug and Sharon. Howdy. Hi. Yeah, Doug just did a podcast like 10 minutes ago. Be sure to check that one out. And uh, Danielle's here. What's up? Nothing much. Uh, we'll get right into it, Bobby. Uh, you want to just uh, tell the, the fine folks the five rounds, and then we'll, uh, All right. we'll hop into it. The returning members, for the, for the few that are out there, they should they already know the, the five rules from past episodes, but I will yeah. reiterate them again. Yeah. Round one, origins and powers. Round two would be enemies or foes. Round three is best storylines and or movies. Round four is powerful feats or moments. And round five is who would win in a hypothetical one versus one fight between the two characters. Yes, sir. I got my peppermint tea. I'm ready to kick some ass. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doug, you kind of want to host this thing, kind of run the debate a little bit so me and Bobby can... I can go to my corner and he can go to his. Oh, yes. All I pretty much have to do is just. You know what to do. You've done this. You got it. You got it, Dougie. You got it. You the fucking power. got it, man. We know. You know how to run this. Bruce shit. Buffer this shit, Doug. We're... It's time! Well, no, the last <laughs> time I tried to run that, you're just like. <laughs> no, run it. Run it. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. All right. So, round one is origin, right? Round one is origin, yes. Okay. And All powers, right. yeah. Origin and powers? Yes. All right. Uh, And then round two is what? Enemies. Okay. All right, then we'll get into the (laughs) other. All right. We'll we'll tell you the rounds again, Doug. Don't worry. Round one, origins and powers. We'll start start ladies first, so we'll start Black Panther. What? (laughs) Uh She's a lady now, but... That's not who I'm, I'm not talking about Zuri. I'll tell you, if that's what we're doing here, then I'm fucking quitting right away. You can end the podcast at 8.34. <laughs> I'm done. I don't, I'm not going through that loophole. I'm fucking speaking for T'Challa, my boy. Uh-huh. We'll speak for him. R.I.P., by the way. T'Challa, by the way, does sound like a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not sound like a chick's name. Uh, T'Challa, the Black Panther... The man from Wakanda. Or a salsa you put on the burrito. <laughs> his father, 
King T'Chaka, uh, the King of Wakanda. That's a tough spot. Quit talking shit. They're both from uh, they're both from Wakanda, and T'Challa grew up as a young kid, a young prince, and then he eventually. He beats somebody's ass at the big tribal council and becomes the Black Panther. There's a lot, whole lot more into it. It's a very intricate story. If you really want the basic, I'll get to it in best in uh, best stories too. But the Black Panther movie is actually one of the origin movies that does the origin pretty well. And that's not a lot of a lot of movies fuck that up. Black Panther actually does it pretty well in showing how he came to be. There's a couple other things and. But the big the big deal with his origin is not even so much him showing up because he first shows up in a Fantastic Four co- uh, comic. He shows up with the Fantastic Four, and uh, they go over to Wakanda, and he actually invites them over and then jumps them to see what they're made of. It's like a whole thing. The thing makes a racist comment or some shit like that. Uh, but I mean, it's back in the day. Stan, this is a Stan Lee Jack Kirby creation. I know Bobby's is too, but still. This is a Stan Lee, Jack Kirby creation. Uh, The first black superhero. There was black comic characters, but they were in very racially, like, just bad. Bad fucking, like, caricatures with the big puffy lips. uh, Like, they they were, like, the pink lip. Like, it was just really bad. Like, Shazam had a secretary that that was the black person. It was just, they were horribly misrepresented. And... Black Panther's the first superhero. DC came out with Black Lightning like 10 years after. Like, Marvel beat them to that. And uh, Black Panther, meant, he means a lot to a lot of kids and a lot of people. And that, and his origin, it, it's, a, it's, be, like it, it, it's just so important to who he is as a character. Because it's not even just the Wakanda shit and being from his own country. And then he has the vibranium. So that goes into the powers. And that goes into the abilities. Because that... Uh, the suit is made out of vibranium. A lot of the suit is. I think there's a couple parts of the suit that isn't, but fucking Captain America's shield, it's wrapped in uh, vibranium. It's got vibranium, like a vibranium alloy. I don't think it's fully vibranium. Uh, it's a powerful metal. That's only in Wakanda. So they're rich as fuck. And they have a lot of cool shit. Black Panther yeah, right. is kind of like, what'd you say? No, I was just agreeing with you. Black Panther. And I'll get into his villains because it's another one that the origin kind of incites the villains a little bit. Because, you know, Man-Ape's going to show up. Uh, Nabaku, actually, because Man-Ape's a name that did not age well. And glad they realized that. Uh, and we'll get into Killmonger and everybody. But that that's all I'm going to say for his origin right now. Because... He jumps the Fantastic Four, and then he's impressed with them. And he's like, there you go. Like, like I, I fuck with you guys. Because they accepted the fight, and they fought with him back. And, uh, yeah, he was just a badass from his initial appearance. And he first appeared in the, bl- the all-black cat suit that he still rocks today. Uh, they didn't show his face for, like, ten years. But, uh, all right. yeah, that's what I got. There you go, Bobo. All right, Bobby, talk to us about Iron right. Man. All right. Anthony Edward Stark. I'll give you a little bit of the, the reason why he was created, but I'm not going to delve into it too much because it is, it's extremely political, and I don't really want to talk politics on this show. Um, and But initially, 
Stanley used created Iron Man as a vehicle to explore Cold War themes, particularly the role of American technology in the industry and the fighting against communism back during the Cold War era in the 60s and 70s. And since then, they've taken the character and they've kind of transitioned away from Cold War motives and the more contemporary, modern matters that more suit the character and which obviously has benefited the character much more than the Cold War days. But that that's the reason why Iron Man was created. Stanley used him as a thing to stand against communism and comic book culture during that era. Uh, but Tony Stark's character origin, uh, his name is Anthony Edward Stark, and he is the son of a very wealthy industrialist and the head of Stark Industries by the name of Howard Stark and Maria Stark. Uh, he is a genius intellect, and he actually goes to MIT at the age of 15 years old to, to, to study engineering and receives a master's degree in engineering and in physics. After his parents, Maria and Howard, were both killed in a car crash accident, he inherits his father's company, Stark Industries, and then ends up changing its name to Stark Enterprises later on in his life. Um, the way he becomes Iron Man is Tony Stark is injured by a booby trap, and he's captured by enemy forces led by a name named Wong Shu. Wong Shu orders Tony to... What? Sharon said, God bless you. It's not the right shoe, it's the Wong shoe. It's the Wong shoe. It sounds like hot shoe. That's right, the right. Wong shoe. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, while Tony is kidnapped after he's injured by this booby trap, uh, this guy named Wong shoe orders Tony to build weapons in order for Tony to receive medical care for the injury that he sustained in the booby trap. While Tony, Tony's, like, basically playing it off, and he constructs a magnetic chest plate to keep the shrapnel from reaching his heart, and he ends up building a power suit, which he uses to escape the custody of the terrorist that captured him. Damn. And that was the birth of Tony Stark and his first Iron Man suit, which was Mach 1, or Mark 1. Very nice. All right, now, do you do argue or... Yeah, ring the bell. We have powers and shit we never talked about. Well, I just talked slightly about the vibranium and what it does for Black Panther, but you can get into Iron Man shit. Okay, well, he uses an accelerator in his heart that basically keeps him alive because he doesn't have a heart. So he basically replaces that with this accelerator, and he also uses this as the power source of all of, of all of his uh, suits. And his uh, the abilities that his power suits give him is superhuman strength, speed, durability, agility, reflexes and senses, supersonic flight, energy repulsors and missile projection, and regenerative life support. And he is also a proficient scientist and engineer, and he's a genius-level intellect the second smartest character in all of the Marvel Universe, second to Reed Richards. Super smart guy. All right, now we ding. Yeah, ding, ding, ring the bell. Tony Tony Stark does have a good origin. He does, He, but it's a kind of a basic origin. And 
it's not one of Stanley's best in, in my in my opinion. I think Black Panther has a much more kind of clear origins and it kind of shows you what the character is going to be right away. The first time you see Tony Stark, he is not the Robert Downey Jr. fucking wisecrack and fun time that he has become to be in comics nowadays, and at least within the past 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, he was kind of a stiff. He, and like He becomes an alcoholic at one point. That's not his origin, but I don't think his origin is, really stacks up to Black Panthers, in my, in my humble opinion. I mean, they both have really good origins. I definitely would agree that Tony Stark's would be would be better because it could be more widely accepted by a wider variety of an audience. Yeah, but Black Panther Black brought Panther. in an entirely new audience that had felt like no, there it was did. nothing for him in the industry. It definitely did, but I'm like, I'm obviously not trying to say this in any kind of racial way, but no, I know nobody not, really heard. Nobody heard of Black Panther, like, at all until Captain America Civil War. Like, unless you're a diehard Marvel Comics fan, you've never heard of Black Panther until Captain America Civil War in 2016 was released and Black Panther was in the movie. He does have... Mostly anybody had no idea who that was. A lot of people before that movie, even before Iron Man 1, knew who Tony Stark or at least Iron Man was. He's in animated cartoons from the early 2000s. He's had comics since the fucking late 50s or 60s, I believe. Yeah. I'm going to have to push back on the Black Panther comment, though, because I, I do think that he had a, a not a huge fan base, but he had a good amount of it. Because the first African-American character, he had that, he had like a huge, like he had a demographic specifically for him because people were like he definitely no see yeah i agree with that 100 percent. but that black panther was written in what the 60s the early yeah. to mid to late 60s but yes. like before martin luther king and the whole like revolution of african americans in america and like the civil rights shit happens like he released that book during that era when most yeah. of america still did not give a flying fuck about black people so like and at the same time, he also released Iron Man, which appeals to those people, to, like, the whole world. So, like, even though it did bring in a brand-new audience, it really didn't come into effect, that new audience coming into the comic book world until Black Panther was put into a movie. You know, it came out... Black Panther, the character, actually came out the same year as Black Panther, the activist group, and they had no correlation whatsoever. Well... Because Stan Lee wasn't, like... He wasn't around that <laughs> that organization, uh, but uh, I just I think that he does because even in comics, like Black Panther's gotten some series and he's like he's got his fans. People buy the book. People kept buying the book before the movie came out. So and it wouldn't always get canceled. He's had a few, he's had a few yeah I know, but I dare I will one hundred percent put my life on the it. casual if you look fan. At I'm not I'll give you that. I'm, the casual fan, I'm not disagreeing with you. I will, pro- I'll, I'll agree with you that the casual fan did not know who he was until Civil War. Exactly, because I guarantee you, if you go back and you look at comic sales of Black Panther from 2010 or before, they'll be all right, but they're not going to be that great. But I guarantee you, after 2016, I guarantee you they fucking jumped. They skyrocketed. But you, but you know what, Bobo? It doesn't matter if I found out cookie dough yesterday. If I find out cookie dough tomorrow, or if I find out cookie dough 10 years from now, 
It's fucking awesome. So it doesn't matter when people found out about him. He's a fucking G. No, but we're talking about an origin at the birth of it. At the yes, birth of it, and his birth was a G. The Black Panther movie Anderson. sold billions of dollars because he's a fucking G, dude. Because his origin was amazing. That movie is his origin story, and it fucking broke a billion. Okay, let's ring the bell and end it. All right, let's uh, ring the bell. Ding. All right. Uh, Sharon, we'll, we'll let you go first. As far as origin stories go, yeah, I do have to. I have to go with Black Panther because his is a natural. Okay. Thing with the vibranium and in um. It's, so it's a natural origin where Tony Stark makes his origin. So it's, you know, natural versus man-made. So I have to go with the natural origin. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Danielle? I'm really sorry, Dan, but I have to go with Iron Man, at least with the origin story category, because okay. I like how Tony Stark realized what his weapons were doing, and that's what makes him a superhero, and that's why he consistently tries to change the whole, like, weapon imagery. And it's pretty cool how he was able to make a suit in a cave that scientists outside of the cave couldn't even copy because they weren't as smart as Tony Stark. And, like, I get all of, like, the Black Panther... Like when your dad dies, you're the next in line, kind of thing. But that just doesn't seem as interesting to me as like a survival kind of story. That's why I like Tony's more because fucking Black Panther and T'Challa, he was brought into it and raised and forced into the life of a superhero where Tony chose it. He chose to be good and he chose to be a hero. He wasn't forced into one. Yeah, he, well, the, he chose to be good in a cave while he was attached to a car battery. He chose the. He chose to challenge for the. He didn't have to challenge for the mantle though. He could have still been king of Wakanda, at least in the comics. They might have had it skewed a little bit in the movie that you need both at the same time. But he actually had to fight to be the Black Panther. That, I know he did because it's heavily influenced by his father, though. Yeah, but he, Who he was still, the former Black he still Panther. He had to earn it. That's literally earn right. it. He had to fight to the death for it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna go now. And I'm giving uh, my point here to Black Panther. Fuck yeah. Okay. Because I kind of like the whole uh, origin story of, you know, he pretty much, uh, this was his birthright. This is, you know, he was chosen to do this. I kind of like that better than, you know, a... uh, a mechanical Batman. <laughs> That's he is a mechanical Batman. So he's a mechanical Batman with a sense of humor. So uh no, I'm giving mine the Black Panther. So that means Daniel wins the round. Fuck yeah. Let's get it. Alright. Round number two is what? Enemies. Okay. Daniel, you won round number one, so therefore you get to start round number two. Yay. All right. One of his most feared villains. Of course, we can talk about old Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan in the movie. 
Killmonger was a little kid that didn't have nearly as much as T'Challa, and he represented the other side of things. And he, and he represented kind of, you know, being from, from the mud, you know, from not from the trenches, not having it like T'Challa and hating people like that that do have it and are next in line. And that's a wonderful motive for a villain. The fact that this guy's got all this shit and you don't. And, uh, and he thinks, and a lot of people like, and that movie is so crazy because a lot of people took Killmonger's side because he got there and he's like, we're not going to use the vib. We're not sharing the vibranium. Fuck the U S fuck, uh, earth or not earth. Fuck America. Fuck all those motherfuckers. We're not doing that shit. We're keeping it for us. And T'Challa was like, no, we got to share. We got to grow. We got to all that shit because T'Challa is like a, a good ass dude. But Killmonger, like when your villain is so compelling and when you're, when you can really like a lot of people can relate to Killmonger more than T'Challa. There's little kids that relate way more to Killmonger than T'Challa because they're not, you know, they don't feel set up for greatness like T'Challa was. Killmonger never was. I mean, you and you have you have other villains. You have uh, M'Baku, who in the movie is very different than he was in the comics. First, the man ape. Like I said earlier, they changed the name. Uh, M'Baku, he's a bad motherfucker, dude. From the the ape island. Yeah. And, uh, and then you got the white wolf. You got old white wolfy. Uh, yeah, that is a problem. <clears throat> I did say? forget about that. I forgot that Bucky was a problem. <laughs> yeah. My cats are fighting each other. But the White Wolf, his adopted brother, he's a bad fucking dude. Uh, and he's fight. he fights Namor. He fights another, I mean, I guess you could call him a villain. Me and Bobby were kind of talking about this on the phone one time. I don't know if I would, I'd say Namor is more of like an anti-hero, I guess, because he does, he's had his own book. He's been like a a real hero, but him and, him and the Black Panther go at it, man. And those wars, that is my favorite, one of my favorite rivalries in Marvel and one of the main reasons I need to see the movie, but one of the reasons I don't have interest in the new movie because it needed to be T'Challa. Because you have two kings. You have the king of Wakanda. You, you have the fucking man, dude. Old T'Challa. And then you have the king of Atlantis. The man rising from the sea. Who was made before Aquaman, by the way. So don't even say he was biting their shit. Namor was first. And he looks really... It looks like he's going to be portrayed okay. Uh, in the comics, he's kind of a dickhead. But him and Black Panther, those are two kings button heads, and they have individual armies, and they're going, they're literally going to war with each other. Like I, that's that's awesome to me. Like What's name? Namor, the king of Atlantis. For uh, I, I don't think they're calling it Atlantis in the movie though, right? I forgot what it's called. Kind of, some, no, some it's good. some other world or some other place. One of the comics said it's Atlantis. And those those two were. What other thing are you gonna use? They steered away from the Atlantean things because of Aquaman. Yeah. But those two are bitter rivals, and that, that's just that's two kings going at it with their armies. So he he has quite the rogues gallery, and he's he's had quite the enemies. You know, he's fought like he's even fought Iron Man. <laughs> he's fought Iron Man a couple times. Uh, I mean, he's fought a bunch of people, uh, but. The the Black Panther he he's got some and he's like 
the Killmonger and M'Baku because M'Baku's kind of close. And uh, the White Wolf situation, like he, he's got like, it's more intimate villains. Uh, Iron, Iron Man's got some cool ones too, and we'll get more into that in the debate portion. But uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I got for villains. All right, Bobo. All right. Well, now that it's my turn, I definitely believe that Iron Man has way better villains than Black Panther. We're just going to go off and name a few here. Iron Monger, which is one of his big villains. Mandarin, which is said to be one of his greatest villains of all time. The wielder of the Ten Rings. Whiplash, to name one. To name some big guys here, we're going to go with Ultron. Really big. AI robot that Tony himself actually created that goes evil and basically destroys half the Marvel Universe. Uh, we're going to go another big one. Dr. Victor Von Doom, one of the biggest, baddest people in all of Marvel Universe. Is one of Tony Stark's arch nemesis, and arguably Dr. Doom is one of the most powerful characters in all of Marvel, Marvel itself. Iron Man is one of his enemies, and Iron Man has defeated Dr. Doom on various occasions. Another really, really big one that every single person in the United States and around the globe knows, the big purple Titan motherfucker Thanos. Another one of Tony Stark's several wielding of villains. You're doubting Thanos? Yeah, Tony's had stories where him and Thanos have gone one-on-one. Oh, God. I mean, Superman's gone one-on-one with Darkseid. Is Darkseid a Superman? Exactly. Man? Yeah. No. no. He's okay. both. Same okay. thing with Doctor Doom. No, you're not the same thing with Doctor Doom, dude. Doctor Doom is considered one of the Iron Man's arch nemesis, on Dr. top of Doom, being I the Fantastic Four's yes. arch nemesis, on yes. top of also being the X Men and the Avengers. I agree, Doctor. But Doctor Doom and Iron Man do have classic stories, and they go way back. Thanos, though, dude. Thanos is like a world thing. He he's Thanos has gone back and forth with everybody. And he's been in solo comics with with a lot of heroes, not just Iron. I mean, he has. I'm, yeah, exactly. A lot of uh, all, dude. Honestly, it's really hard nowadays to have one villain that's specifically for one character. They've been branched out against others. You're not wrong. Multiple times to multiple different characters. That's every single character. Literally in the list of the of the villains that I looked up earlier for Iron Man, <laughs> fucking Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin popped up in it. Another few here on the list here is Crimson Dynamo, which is the which I mentioned in Tony Stark's origin. He was originally created as the as the fight against communism. Stan Lee created a villain called Crimson Dynamo, which is the Soviet Union's counterpart to Iron Man. So it's basically the Russians' variation of Iron Man during the Cold War. Uh, Fing Fang Foom, which not a lot of people know of, but he's a very dangerous villain in the Marvel Universe. He's an alien that looks like a dragon, but he's actually of the same race of people that created the Ten Rings. Uh, another really big one is AIM, which is like another like group of people like S.H.I.E.L.D. and like the Avengers. 
It stands for Advanced Idea Mechanics, and the really big uh, villain that leads that group of people, his name is MODOK, which a lot of Marvel fans are aware of. And, yeah, that's just to name a few. Iron Man's got some big swingers in his arsenal of, of rogues. All right. Ding. Uh, yeah, he's got he some good villains. Gone. He's got some good villains. Uh, he needs help a lot of the fucking time, dude. Uh, I mean, Black Panther, he's got... To me, Black Panther has more intimate... Uh, like, really... They mean something to who he is. To where, as Iron Man, I honestly just feel like I'm just watching him kick the random dude's ass a lot of the time. Like, the Killmonger shit, I'll give you. He was a friend of the dad. But who else? Who else was super yeah, close to dead. Tony's literally trying to save the entire planet. He's not just protecting a small little village and a protect in a city small that no one knows about because country. it's hidden. What are you talking about? Yeah, because small it's a small ass fucking country, dude, that's hidden from the rest of the world while Tony is literally protecting the entire fucking planet. What? All of Tony's villains all every single one of Tony's villains wield the power to literally take out the entire planet Earth. And who none of, what, none of, of black, not time. a single Black Panther villain wields the power to take out the planet. No, but who's next to Tony a lot of the time? Black fucking Panther, dog. He's in the Avengers. Not a he lot of the time. Right if anybody's standing next to Iron Man, it's Captain America. Dude, if anybody is standing next to Iron Man, it's fucking Cap. It's Cap. Well, Cap himself has Panther. way better villains than anybody in, that Black Panther does. No. Red Skull's the man, but no. Red Skull's the man, but no. (laughs) No. I like Red Skull, but fuck no. Killmonger's a way more close. Killmonger is one of the best, you know, villains. I mean, on screen, to be honest, like, people put that in, like, their top tens, which, honestly, maybe it's thing against me. I don't know if I completely agree with that. I love Michael B. Jordan, and I love that movie. But that's a lot. That's People a lot, say that because they like Michael B. Jordan. But all, like a, Killmonger in the comics is literally is literally an ant compared to Doctor Doom. That's a great and Thanos and Ultron. Ultron is a huge fucking villain, which they literally had as a villain of the Avengers in an entire movie. But but tell me who was better, the Warmonger shit from Iron Man One. Comic too, if you want to go comics or if you saw the movie for the general casual audience. Uh, what's more, that intimate story with Tony and his dad's friend or the Killmonger shit? If you're saying Tony, you're a bullface fucking liar. Because the Killmonger I like Iron shit, Man. I like the Iron Man movie I better than I like did. Black Panther. <laughs> I like Black Panther a lot. I really like that movie. I was shouting Wakanda forever at the end of the movie, but I enjoyed the Iron Man movies more. I like Iron Man more as a character. He's more interesting. Iron He's Man way more powerful a by a long movie. shot. Iron Man His villains are far more interesting. No, no, they're not. Whiplash is more interesting than Killmonger. Whiplash is more, and I like Whiplash, but come on, give me a fucking break. And the Mandarin, they butchered a couple times. In the comics, yes, the Mandarin's the real deal. And yeah, the movie, Tony they fucked that. up because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Kevin Feige dropped the ball with the Mandarin. I'll give you that. But in the comics, the Mandarin's not a motherfucker to shake your fist at, dude. 
No, it's not. Wielding the ten rings is not a dude you fucking shake your fist at and look the other way at. But either is M'Baku. Either are these powerful villains from Wakanda. M'Baku, dude, Tony Tony could beat M'Baku with his very first suit. What about the it serpent? Was, Tony wouldn't even fucking Tony wouldn't even break a sweat, dude. He wouldn't even have to breathe beating Nabaku. It would be a breeze for him. Every single person in Black Panther's Rose Gallery, Tony would wipe with a fucking not even paying attention. He deals with different type of villains too. He had to deal with all, the the serpents, the fucking basically Marvel's version of the clan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Tony clan. Stark. Tony Stark literally has two variations of God-killer armor suits so he can fight celestial gods outside of Earth. And you're going to tell me that some dude who's in a different tribe in Wakanda is a better villain than him? Has better yeah. villains than the dude that can literally yes, go and fight anything on Earth who can go across to the realms of deep corners of space? Bible. You're reading a story. You're trying to be entertained by a good story. Just say, oh, yeah, fuck, uh, yeah, entertained by a good story. Yeah, it's got action, it's got sci-fi, it's got heart, it's got humor, it's got all, it's got all the standpoints you want in it. There ain't no fucking heart. You know where there's heart? There's heart in Wakanda. There's heart in the family, in T'Challa, in the queen, and his dad, fucking passing on the legacy. And Zuri, when she finally comes on board. We're still on enemies, right? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm good. You have you're you have pretty good you have pretty good builds. Uh, He's got a lot more, but the, the the other ones that I that are on the list, I don't really know of. All right, end yeah, of round. You go first. Who? You. Me. She wants you to pick first. All right. Uh this is actually a really hard round. But I'm gonna have to go with uh, with Bobo, with the uh, with Iron Man's villains, okay. just because I know them more. That's my reasoning exactly. So we both fucking my reasoning too. Exactly. If you approach, if you approach any motherfucker and ask them of any Black Panther villain, I guarantee you they're only naming Killmonger. Any other casual comic fan can name at least three to five Iron Man villains. I mean, dude, it's the web page. Even in some cases, Dan, you can say Killmonger or the Mandarin. And people are going to go Mandarin because they know him more. I disagree. I disagree. Not not the Mandarin. Not no Mandarin. Doctor Doom. Everybody knows who Doctor Doom. Doom is. Yeah, I'll give you Doom. I'll give you especially because Thanos is pretty Ultron. Everybody knows who Ultron is. Most <laughs> people, most Ultron people doesn't. would know the Mandarin. Not everybody. Everybody fucking knows who Thanos is. Right, but I wouldn't put Thanos as just an Iron Man villain because everybody fought Thanos. Yeah, and that's not a – and I, no. I, I, I understand your argument of, like, everybody – but Thanos is literally a world villain. Like, I would not – even Superman's had some close, intimate stories with Darkseid. I would never call Darkseid a straight Superman villain. He is the DC Universe villain. Yeah. Just like Thanos is the Marvel Universe I mean, hierarchy. You, and I so mean, is Doom, but – Who killed Thanos? I mean, yeah, who killed Thanos? He fucking died, so Thanos died. Well, Thor I mean, him. out of technicality, Thor also killed him. Yeah, Thor killed him first. 
Well, Thor did kill him first. He cut his head off. With good reason. That is true. I, that is true. I didn't even fucking remember that. That technically counted. That wasn't like a hallucination or a vision or anything. That actually happened. All right. So we got one round Daniel, one round Baba. Yeah, it was a clean sweep. Round three. Is what again? Uh, best stories. All right. Uh, we'll let Bobo start. All right. Well, I'm going to go with, I'm going to start at least with most of the stories that people know of Tony Stark and Iron Man. And it's going to be the Iron Man original saga with his origin that most people would have at least read or at least read one of the newer versions of it that they redone in the reboots in comics. Uh, which would be Iron Man Volume 1, Issue 1, with 1963. And then the Iron Man is Born series and Tales of Suspense, which was uh, relatively sooner after that, which is when they really delved into the long shoe stuff as the terrorists that took over Tony, which they actually ended up using that storyline for the first Iron Man movie. And the second, like, all the Iron Man movies, pretty much I'm going to use as, like, the stories because, like, people use them, like, know them very well. The Whiplash story uh, with him and Tony Stark. And then the third movie with the the fake Mandarin, which I really wish they would have used the real Mandarin. I don't understand the whole aspect behind this fake shit and someone pretending to be the Mandarin. I kind of think Marvel dropped the ball on that one. Oh, yeah. Pretty big time. But one of my personal favorite stories, I'm not a huge Iron Man fan. I will be honest with you guys. I don't relatively care for the character. Of all the Marvel characters, there are Tony's not, like, in my repertoire of favorite characters. So I'm not really familiar with, like, his deep cut stories and, like, all the stories that's been released since the 60s until today because there's fucking hundreds of them. There's a new series that's even launching next month, which I'm subscribed to, which... I'm excited to get into it a little bit because it does look pretty promising. I know you're interested in it too. I think you're getting it too. Oh yeah. But my the favorite story I'm going with is the whole. It's not like an official story. It's more of a plot line in the Marvel universe, the MCU. Is the whole thing between him and Thanos and how Iron Man is kind of being the one who sacrifices himself so literally the the whole world can be saved. And now he took all of the stones away from Thanos and managed to make a suit that could wield the stones. Like, if you actually think about it on a scientific level, like the way how powerful the stones are, like human beings and, like, basic creations of technology don't have the willpower to be able to withstand a single stone, but he managed to build an entire suit that was able to withstand all of them. It did kill him because that's how powerful it is, but he built something that was able to withstand it for that amount of time so he could use it to literally save all humankind. That's true. And for storylines, I feel like... I know Black Panther has some good ones as of recently. I know his Black Panther solo series is pretty good. His last one shot, which we actually are going to do a review on later in the episode. 
Black Panther on Congress. That was awful. <laughs> that was what you say. I don't want to talk about that book right now. Well, we'll, 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 we'll that's all I'm saying. We'll, we'll get into that later. But I definitely feel on my side that Iron Man, for at least a lot of the Iron Man fans out there, like Iron Man definitely has more powerful stories and more universal and like relative stories like to the Marvel Universe and like more or less relates to more than one specific culture of people or one specific uh, group of audience versus Tony Stark who you could be from anywhere around the world from come from any corner of the planet and you would be able to relate or understand Tony. Yeah, okay. For first of all, I I do I would I disagree with that because I think uh, I think anybody any young kid can look at Black Panther cartoon movie video game and say that's a badass dude. I want to be like him. I don't think I don't think it matters. I don't think any of that matters. Uh, I think everybody's related. I mean, especially because Tony Stark's a rich asshole. Like a lot of kids want to be like him, but they're not like him. Uh, not a lot of people can relate to Tony. He's like, yeah, he, I mean, he lost his dad and stuff, but he's living a pretty good fucking life and he's happy. And a lot of people like go to this shit to escape. And you want to escape by watching somebody have all the money that we all wish we had <laughs> and fucking, and he's not even sad like Batman. He's a fucking dick and he's happy. He's definitely he's getting, sad. Why do you think he became an alcoholic? He became, yeah, but he's also clapping mad cheeks, dude. He's a poon slayer. He's happy. Yeah, he's a playboy, but he's massively depressed. That's why he literally drowns his sorrows in bottles of alcohol. And women. Yeah, exactly, and, and women. The alcoholism I'll give you, but they also backed off from that, and they wouldn't do it in the MCU when that was actually an initial pitch, and they backed away from it because they thought it was yeah, too sensitive. I yeah I know that's why I like to go more towards comics because they're not so sensitive to certain things and, and stray away from certain topics. But I I think anybody can look at Black Panther and be like he's fucking dope. So uh, I'll start with that. But the great he's got some phenomenal story arcs. Uh, I'm gonna start with a worldly one since we're going worldly. His role in Secret Wars and this is what. It has me excited. I don't know if they're going to do it with Zuri. I can't imagine they would. But in Secret Wars, did, did you read that one yet? Or are you still, is it on the Which list one? Because they did it twice. The, the 2015 Secret Wars. No. Not that one. Secret I read the original Wars. one from way back in the day, in like the 80s. This, this is the one with the God Doom shit. And uh, he had the Infinity Gauntlet. And he had to do it to reset the destroyed multiverse. How fucking cool is that? We're talking worldly. We're talking Tony Stark battling people in outer space. He had the Infinity Gauntlet and he had to reset the multiverse because it was so destroyed. And only one man could do it. Only one hero. It was the Black Panther. You have uh, intimate storylines like uh, The Client where you bring in Zuri and you bring in the Queen and more people, the Wakanda, that we know in the movies and are important in the comics. You have uh, the the man without fear, where he takes over his daredevil. He takes over his daredevil. 
Really? Yeah. He takes over because they're buddies. So he ta- Daredevil gets hurt and he takes over for Daredevil. I want to say I, I'm going to fuck up the city and say to hit the streets of Brooklyn. Is it New York City, Bobby? Tell me I'm an idiot. I mean, Brooklyn's a sector of New York City. Well, I'm an idiot either way, but still. <sighs> he fucking he took over Daredevil, for Daredevil. Daredevil lives, in, Daredevil lives and works in Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Well, there you go. That's kind of what I was asking. Uh, but he took over for him, and he was going against Kingpin and shit. It's a great story. Fucking give that a check out. So... He, he's he got, and he's got, like, Rage of the Killmonger, where Killmonger, if you want to see the comic version of Killmonger beating the shit out of him out of the console, and kind of, like, bane-breaking the bat, like, how he fucking holds him up. The visual is amazing on the cover, with fucking him just, he's got him in this gorilla press-type position, and uh, Black Panther looks like he's fucking hurting. You, you, have, you have a lot of good storylines to go back and read. You have a lot of good storylines. All right, ding ding. Yeah. Ding. Ding ding. Tony Stark fucking sucks, dude. And oh. his story. No one reads the comics for Tony. I don't even want to get issue one. I told you I was thinking about it. I might not even fucking do it. And I, you know what I am getting? The new Black Panther series. Yeah, well, we were both excited about that new Black Panther Black Panther one shot that came out, and we were both let the fuck down. I'm not talking about my review till after the debate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we can't all have fucking uh, home runs, but and Iron Man certainly hasn't. I don't think his stories match up to Black Panther's home runs. Not by any means are his home runs, but there's a lot of good ones in there. There's a bunch the- of good ones. The only knock you can give me and the only bad thing you can say is that sometimes you don't always want to go to political or make a statement and stuff. Sometimes you just want to see punches to the face. So that's why, like, even with Aquaman, and uh, you, you have political stuff, so people don't like to always read that because of that. You can say that about Black Panther, but also that shit's important and it should be talked about. And it should be in stories. And if you can make it entertaining and make it for a general audience and try to fucking teach somebody something, maybe the, I mean, I don't see a fucking issue with it. I think, and his stories are really, it it fucking shapes him of who he like into who he is because he's, he's had a lot of solo runs. So is Iron Man, but Iron Man's also been in a lot of team books. Iron Man. has had a lot more solo runs than Black Panther has. He's had a lot more solo runs, but he's also he's a lot, done a lot of the teamwork. He has more movies. He has more appearances. He has an animated show. He has animated movies. Yeah. He has but, his but own what fucking made more money? video game. But what made more money? Iron Man 1 or Black Panther? Run the tape. Okay, we can Black do- Panther might have made more money. As a solo movie, but Iron Man 1 literally launched the largest cinematic universe that has ever graced any movie theater that the world has ever seen since movies were ever created. He has literally the first Iron Man movie and Iron Man's origin story to thank literally for every single great Marvel thing that we've had in the last almost... The Incredible Hulk did that. (laughs) No, it did. The the Incredible Hulk was a great movie. It was a great movie. It got shit on, and then Edward Norton is notoriously known as an asshole. So the Anybody MCU could have been the start of the universe. The 
And you then they restarted that MCU with, with anybody. You did not need fucking Iron Man to start that universe, and I will die on that fucking hill. You one hundred percent. Literally, the MCU was literally based off of Iron Man one, and the Incredible Hulk, Edward Norton Hulk movie, wasn't even canon until She Hulk came out. So literally, the last twenty years of movies has been heavily influenced and based off the first Iron Man movie. It the Avengers was created at the end of the first Iron Man movie. But it didn't need to be. They didn't even bring Black Panther into the Marvel Universe for his own movie. They had to feature him in another character's movie to bring him in. They didn't because have Black to Panther time was not a big enough character to get their own movie. They had, he did not was not the kind of character they could have dropped two hundred million dollars on and got the kind of budget and got approved to make that kind of movie. That's why they featured him in another movie, and they gained the fan base for it, so they were able to make the movie. No, no, no. They didn't need the fan base because the fan base already existed. That's why in 2008 they greenlighted the first Iron Man movie. They took a sh- in 2008 they took a shot with Iron Man. Iron Man was not the most popular Marvel hero. He only became that way. No, he wasn't. He was he not a fucking not the most popular They took Iron a Man shot hero. with him. They could have took the same shot with fucking Black Panther if they wanted to, and it would have been just as much of a success. What made more money? One, two, or three? I'll let you use any of the three of them. Black Panther fucking destroyed them when it comes to cash. Black Panther Iron did Stone. Avengers numbers, dude. This was Iron a fucking Man cultural has movie. Three movies, first of all. They gave Iron Man three movies where they just released Black Panther 2, and I doubt Black Panther 3 will be released. Black Panther obviously 2 is Obviously, putting the well. circumstances around the actors and everything else. But Black Iron Pan- Man has literally been featured in almost every single Marvel movie there is where Black Panther's been in, like, four. Yeah, it's oversaturation compared to a very good, nicely tight arc. No, it's because Iron Man's literally the face of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's the entire face He's of it. He's gone. All right. They're doing fine. I'm going to... Well, they're not doing fine. They're actually I'm, sucking ass. I'm going to ring the bell here okay. because some of us are old and do have to get up in the morning. Uh, and we, I still do have, too. we still have a couple of rounds. Okay. So we're going to uh, end the round. Ding, ding. Very ding, ding. Danielle... Well, who are you giving your point to? Iron Man, 100%. All right. You want to go next? As far as stories go, yeah. that's what we're doing? Yeah, stories. Black Panther. All right. I think he's got a tighter arc. Yeah, and, to, and to be honest with you, like, I'm not, like, it, Iron Man stories, you know, they're great and all. Uh, but he needs a group of people. Right, exactly. So I'm going Black Panther myself. So guess what? You win another. Let's fucking go. Black Panther needs people too. He needs Shuri and everybody at home to build him his suits and make him everything else. Tony builds everything himself and does everything himself. Tony's over. Billionaires don't do anything themselves. He does a lot of stuff Bruce. He does do a lot of stuff with Bruce. Him and he needs the Hulk's help and a lot of shit does. And you know, for certain I, things, but literally nobody has ever created the the suit that Tony was able to create, or the technology in the thing that's in his heart. And Tony even discovered and created a new natural element to the universe. In almost every Black Panther comic I've read, including watching um, the animated Avengers series, Black Panther consistently needs help. 
from the Avengers to get his shit done, even in his own homeland. The Avengers need him. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You won. Uh, it's two to one, Daniel. Let's move on to round four. Right. Uh, so instead of bitching about losing the round, just move <laughs> on. All right. What is round number four? <laughs> what is round four? This, this is best moments, right? The feats? Yeah, feats. All right. You won round three, so you start. All right. I mean, I already I blew a big load in stories with Secret Wars because, like I said, the man held the Infinity Gauntlet and fucking reset the multiverse when it was in dire straits and it needed help, uh, which is a pretty big deal. He also took the Silver Surfer surfboard. <laughs> it was fucking rocking on that some bitch. It's a pretty big feat. Uh, he beat the shit out of the Fantastic Four. In his first appearance, he just fucking pops up on them and kicks their ass. And it takes them a long time. They need help from an outside friend to fucking actually get the upper hand on him. And then he finally gives them the respect. But he fucking manhandled the Fantastic Four, which was Marvel's like first thing. One of their first things. And one of their strongest creations to this day. A very powerful team. He beat their ass. The man's had some powerful moments. He beat the shit out of Captain America a few times. He's beaten up Tony Stark a few times. These guys have gone to blows, and Black Panther does not lose a lot of the time. It's very fucking far and few or few and far in between. Black Panther will, will take an L. He's like when him, especially him and Namor when they're going at it. Black Panther's getting the W. He hosted the Phoenix Force. And he fucking punched Mephisto in the face like it was nobody. Bitch slapped Mephisto. One of the most powerful things in the universe. And he's fought on all these adventures that we're about to talk about with Iron Man. Going with the uh, Avengers and fucking beating ass. Black, Black Panther has been there for a lot of the team shit. He's fought up against Thanos. He's led armies against Thanos. He's led armies against people like Dr. Doom. He he has fought these big, epic wars with numerous villains. And, uh, yeah, a lot of feats come with that, especially punching Mephisto in the face. Uh, not a lot of people can make that claim to fame. So that's all I got. Tony, man. Tony's right. ass. Wait your turn. All right. <laughs> Bobby, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. All right. Some feats here. Um, as everybody obviously knows and knows Captain America, one of the biggest, strongest, most powerful, well-loved characters of the Marvel Universe. Tony Stark has defeated him several times as well as Captain America has defeated him and they fought each other to a standstill multiple times. Specifically during the Superhuman Civil War event during the comics. All right, to bring in one of Black Panther's villains up against Mr. Tony Stark here, during a fight with Namor the Submariner that turned into an eventual team-up at some point, Iron Man discovered a secret operation who were trying to gain control of an island that contained vibranium, and they chose to detonate the vibranium on a fleet of battleships that arrived at the island, and Iron Man was wearing one of the first suits he ever created, and before the 
the vibranium bomb could go off. Tony managed to grab five, like, military-grade battleships and drag them out of the ocean and drag them across the ocean to safety with one of the very first suits he ever created. So this is one of his least technically advanced suits. He was able, managed to pull five Navy battleships out of danger. I remember that comic book. That was his Mach 2 suit. And another one here. Uh, a certain group of people in the Marvel Universe, they're known as the Cardiac, they managed to steal and hold hostage a bunch of uh, scientists that worked for Stark Enterprises, and he locked them in a sphere or in a prison-like cell that was in the shape of a sphere, and it was coated. It was The sphere was made of adamantium, which is arguably the strongest metal in the Marvel Universe, which is what Wolverine's skeleton and his claws are made out of, which can cut through literally any surface in the universe. And it is also coated with vibranium. So this sphere, this prison, is completely surrounded, and it is made out of vibranium and adamantium, the two strongest metals in the Marvel Universe. And Tony Stark was able to punch through the sphere and break it to break out his scientist. Tony was able to punch through the two strongest metals and the two strongest like solids in the universe. Tony Stark was able to one-shot both Captain Marvel and Gamora in one of his suits in one shot. He managed to knock out two of the most powerful characters in Marvel with one shot. Iron Man was able to knock out a magically enraged enhanced She-Hulk during the Avengers Disassembled event. Scarlet Witch enraged She-Hulk and turned her into a huge weapon that Scarlet Witch created and basically took her mind away and just made her a rageful machine that had no mind. It was just raging and getting stronger and stronger, and Iron Man was able to defeat her. Right. Everybody knows two powers of the Hulk. Another one here, Tony was able to create a Thor buster suit, which was able to go up against Thor when Thor possessed his own powers and when he also obtained the Odin Force. If you know anything about Odin Force Thor, it's by far like the top three strongest iterations of that character ever created. Odin Force Thor is arguably one of the strongest characters ever written in a comic book. And Tony managed to build a suit that was able to take him on. Another another character that Tony built a suit for, everybody knows, is the Hulkbuster suit, which Tony used to go against the Hulk at any given time that the Hulk decided to go evil. Well, during the world, the Planet Hulk World Breaker series, when Hulk got his amp and became the, one of the strongest versions of himself, Tony built a Hulk a world. Breaker Hulkbuster armor suit, which he was able to defeat the Hulk in the Hulk's strongest form. This one right here is probably my favorite Tony suit of them all. Is Tony Stark and Magneto were in the middle of a fight, and everybody knows that Magneto can is like the the master of magnetism and can use any metal against anybody's or can use any metal to his advantage because of his magnetic abilities. Tony Stark was able to defeat Magneto because he outsmarted and outpowered Magneto by using the magnetic field of the of the planet Jupiter to outpower Magneto. So he pulled the magnetic field from Jupiter 
to use in his power to defeat Magneto. And you're talking about earlier how you mentioned how Black Panther wielded the, the Phoenix Force. Tony Stark built an armor suit that was able to break the Phoenix Force and defeat Phoenix Force enhanced characters. It's called the Phoenix Buster Armor. So anybody that has that, he's able to defeat somebody, anybody who wields the Phoenix Force with, his, with that suit. And this one right here I actually brought up earlier is the Tony Stark God Killer Mark II armor, which is something that Tony created, which is able to wield the power and defend Earth from celestial-level threats. And when you say celestial-level threats, you're talking people like Thor, Kang the Conqueror, Thanos, Galactus, and people of that nature. Tony Stark has has incredible feats, and to top it off, he wielded the Infinity Stones at the end of Endgame and was able to defeat Thanos and and bring everybody that died back to life and restore humanity and restore five years of lost time in all of everybody's lives. Okay. Ding, ding. All right, I don't have too much to argue because Tony Stark's been, he has done some cool-ass shit. I will stand by what, what the Black Panther has done because he's done some cool-ass shit. But I will say another big feat is him clapping the big old cheeks of Storm, the famous X-Men lady, and marrying her, too. I should have brought that up in stories, The Bride. Great great one. Check it out. Uh, anybody that can, can uh, plant their plant their uh, pole, <laughs> their flagpole, and that soil, that, that's a feat. And uh, Black Panther's a badass dude. Iron Man has done some cool shit. Uh, I'll get into I'll get into it more with uh, who, who will win in a fight next round. I don't have too much to argue this round. I don't know about you. I mean, there's a, um, there are some other feats, but Tony's got extremely powerful feats that range from street level to cosmic level. So does Black Panther. Tony's got a lot more. Well, when you've been written longer, and you, when you've been written more, because you like, you get more writers. Like, what the fuck's Black Panther supposed to do? We can only base off what writers do, but Daniel. Yeah, but fucking Batman's going to have more stories than fucking Firestorm. That's <laughs> just the way it is. He's gonna Even even a Green Lantern. Batman's going to have more stories than like a Green Lantern. But I digress. All right. All right. Uh, Sharon, we'll let you go first again. Sorry, Dan. I got to... I got to go uh, Iron Man on this one. That's fine. I, I do have to say I, I like his, uh, I forget the name of the suit, but the one that can take down the Phoenix. Hulk. Oh, the Hulk shit. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah it, it's called the Hulkbuster, but the one that I brought yeah. up in my story was the, the World Breaker Hulkbuster. All right. All right. Danielle? Um, I'm I'm sorry, Dad, but like my vote is going towards Iron Man. But yeah, totally, I'm biased. Right. 
I cannot take away from the absolute fact that you are correct. The fact that Black Panther got to fuck Storm. That is a feat within a feat. Thank you. You're very welcome. But I have to say, like, one of my all-time favorite Iron Man feats is the fact that he grabbed the nuclear bomb and he was the one who went up into space. Okay. I forgot about that one. You're right. Okay. Uh, now, not that this is going to matter, but I'm going to give my point to you. Uh, Thanks, Doc. Mainly, <laughs> mainly because, you know, Black Panther's a fucking man for, you know, planting storm. Hey, I knew that would get me some points. Yeah. That's a feat. I mean, it definitely is a feat. I mean, I don't know if it's just me with my head in the gutter because I haven't taken care of business yet. <laughs> There you go. Norm is one to clap, and he clapped it, so you cannot take that away from him. He yeah. married her. They got married. Yeah, see, that's even better. He fucking married her, dude. <laughs> he married her. You can take your vote back. <laughs> no, I'm not, not taking my vote back. After this phone call, I will, because when you call and we just chat, or we just chat in general, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to take Bobby's vote and give it to you. But on record, this vote's going towards Bobby. Let's do round five and get the hell out of here. Doug, I see you sleeping in your chair almost. Yeah. All right. Round five is... Who would win in a fight? And I'll start. And I'll start. (laughs) Well, I mean, this one doesn't... No one needs to start because this is more of just a real back and forth. I'll tell you right now, Bobby, Black Panther's (laughs) kicking Iron Man's ass. Absolutely not. Why not? If Tony Stark can build a suit that can take on Thanos and Doctor Doom and he can summon the fucking magnetic field of the entire planet, the biggest planet in our solar system, and use it against somebody, he can build a suit that can go up against a dude in a metal fucking cat suit. It's not a metal fucking cat. He's had trouble with the shield, bro. That's vibranium. Okay, I literally just told you a feat where Tony's able to break vibranium and even adamantium, which is stronger than vibranium. Okay, because overpowered bullshit, but let's talk about a real story here. Oh, my God. Uh, He's OP as fuck. Fucking way overpowered. Okay, if they were to fight that on a regular Sunday. He's not going to Thanksgiving. What? Tony could just fly in the fucking air above Black Panther and just rain a ridiculous... Variety of arsenal weapons on Black Panther while he's just standing on the ground, avoid, trying to avoid every weapon that's shot at him. Black Panther is way more agile. He's if he gets him out of the suit, it's over. See, Black Panther. That's the Black issue. Panther, is getting him out of the suit. You get Black Panther out of the suit, and you get Robert Downey Jr. out of the suit, and you have him come to fisticuffs. Black Panther's beating that ass, bro. All I'm, okay, yeah, if you randomly <laughs> manage to get point. him out of the suit, then yeah. If you manage to get him out of the suit, f- fucking foggy, fucking Matt Murdock's assistant could beat up Tony Stark. If you get him out of the suit, but if you keep him in the suit, and like, you know, as Iron Man, the way he's supposed to be. No, dude. He's he literally has suits built. Dude, junk. he has a suit built and has used it. That can defeat the most, one of the most powerful versions of Thor ever. You really think that he can't make something that can just beat up Black Panther? He can beat up Black Panther in no. one of his base suits. Black Panther's beaten him up in several comics. They fought before. Iron Man's beaten up Black Panther several times. I literally was just reading the fucking comic earlier where Thor struck God Lightning and Iron Man, and Iron Man reversed it back on him. He's done some cool shit, but he's lost too. He's not fucking Superman. 
He's had some good feats, but no. he can lose, he's and he has not He's not in Superman by any means. That's a whole different level of character. It's his own, he's he's his own He's He's gotten his ass kicked. He's died. Like, yes, he has kicked ass, and he's had huge feats, but he's also gotten fucked completely up a few times. One of those by Black Panther. Yeah, everybody needs to be saved. Several, several times that people need to be saved. Literally, there was a whole crisis in Wakanda when fucking Bucky was wild in Wakanda. Bucky, of all characters, was wild in Wakanda, and it was a problem. And Black Panther could barely fucking beat Bucky in that scenario to beat him to save Wakanda. You're telling me Tony Stark, one of the most powerful characters in the uh, superheroes and like the superhero side Bucky of the Marvel fuck Universe? Bucky starts up any day of the week. Oh no, he fucking God. would not. Absolutely not. The Winter Soldier. He has. No, he hasn't. <laughs> no, a he little has. bit. Captain America has. Bucky certainly the fuck has not. Iron Man is getting his ass kicked, bro. He's a fucking metal pile of oh, junk. The, the only way that he's metal being... than the suit. He the vibranium is stronger metal than the suit. Agree with that. The no, only the, person, no. The only way God Black Panther would down. ever defeat Tony my, Stark is if Tony never had a suit. That's it. No, that's, that's the only reason. That's the only way T'Challa stands a chance against Iron Man is if somehow Iron Man's not in a suit. Literally, from my recollection in comics and in movies, the only three people to be able to break Iron Man out of his suit is Thor, Hulk, and Thanos. Okay, so let's You're say not, Black Panther is not getting Tony out of the suit. It's not happening. He has to be able okay. to fly in the sky to be able to have that happen. Talk now, Bobby. That's fine. That's fine. Now let's say he gets a equal genius to Tony Stark. Let's say he gets a Reed Richards. Let's say he gets a Bruce Banner, and he makes his own suit completely out of vibranium. He's beating the shit out of Iron Man. Because vibranium is see, a stronger no, see, metal. You're, the strongest you're changing. You're trying. Yeah, but you're trying to argue with these two off something that's never happened and is completely hypothetical in a what if. The two would win in a fight. It's a hypothetical debate. The fuck do you want yeah, me to do? Yeah, but I'm using actual. I'm using actual moments and feats and moments of Tony Stark's comic and movies like. So so No, you're not. You're using. You're saying what if. Black Panther obtained the genius intellect of a Reed Richards or a Tony Stark and built a suit and went First up of all, against. He's a smart Stark. guy, and Cesare's pretty yeah, smart. He's he can use that. the resources he has. He can he's get not, a suit, he, bro. Black Panther himself is not that scientifically intelligent. Shuri no. is the smart one out of the group. Yeah, but Shuri's in his arsenal. That's coming with him to a fight, dude. You can't say who would win in a fight and say, oh, but he does. Batman's going to a fight, but he doesn't get to prep with Alfred before. That's not fair. Fucking Black anything Panther. Has, anything Wakanda has is not going to be able to defeat Stark's technology, and I'm just going to go ahead and throw Ultron out there as an example. But I, I disagree because Vibranium's a stronger metal. It's the strongest in okay. the universe. That when when Tony Stark creates these things that are made of the same materials that he stole from Wakanda and puts in his and puts in his technology, and he's it's not AI enhanced by Tony's incredible scientific intelligence. He didn't steal gonna, them. He was it given. Matter. He didn't steal them. He was given them. 
and he wouldn't be getting no permission for fucking no. Oh, Mr. T'Challa, may I please have some? But no, bitch, fuck you. That's what he would say. He ain't getting no. Like we were saying the other day when we had the conversation. Actually, it wasn't you and me. Me and Danielle had the conversation. Like, if what if the Flash entered the Marvel Universe and went rogue? Like, the Marvel Universe would be in trouble. Like, if Tony Stark went rogue in the Marvel Universe, it would be a very big fucking problem. It would be a very big problem. If Black Panther went rogue in the Marvel Universe, it would not be so much of a problem. It would be an issue, yes, but not nearly It would okay. be an issue. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not going to be nothing. It would be an issue. It's not nearly going to be as big of an issue as if Tony went rogue. Am I allowed to Tony, debate that he's literally got an entire army behind him? Yeah, you're allowed to say that. He has an entire army behind him, but Iron Man could take out his entire army within a mere no, few fucking minutes. No, he can't. Iron Man's not taking out thousands and thousands and thousands of people at the same time. Get the Bro, fuck out of here. Launch like, no he way. can launch like 50 missiles out of his fucking backpack, dude. I'm calling bullshit. He's getting hit at some point. He's not beating an he entire has, country by himself. Bro, he no has way. nukes on his weapons. He has missiles. He has lasers. He has repulsor beams. He has energy blasts. He has magnetic abilities. Dude, it goes on and on and on. He could easily... Just blast a bunch of random different fucking weapons and take out a very large. No, he's of that not. Army he is not getting in Wakanda and beating Black Panther and the entire army. No, he's not. He's not fucking stepping up to the gates, walking in, fucking destroying the shield, and then fucking going through all of Wakanda, all the vibranium and all the weapons that they have made out of it, and fucking T'Challa. You can, you will never convince me of that. There is no way he is beating an entire country. He definitely stands a huge chance. He would definitely be able to. If you want to say one-on-one, we can say one-on-one, and you can say that argument doesn't count. If you're giving me the country, you're taking a fucking L. Yeah, yeah. That's what the debate is. Yeah, exactly. The debate I anyway. asked if I was allowed. You said I, I asked yeah, if I was he allowed. Have, he would have an army backing him. Yeah. And, but obviously, because that's like the kind of person he is. He needs to have an army backing him to go into battle. Most of the time, Tony charges in the battle first by himself, and everybody else catches up later. And then other times, he's surrounded by gods. Gods? Name one other god in the Avengers besides Thor. Godlike creatures. People like the Hulk. Hulk is not a god, but if you were a normal human being and you saw the Hulk walk next to you, you would say this is a godlike person. No, you would say this is a fucking monster because that's what it is. He's a giant green rage machine. He's a fucking monster. Uh, Captain America is a godlike being. No, he's he's literally called a super soldier. He's a super soldier, but he's got a godlike aura. Maybe a... No, he has like the, the attitude and like the... The attitude of a god. All right, not the, god. The, He's standing next to powerful fucking people. Okay, let's uh, let's ding here. Ding! I'm about to get in the car and go to fucking New York. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like oh, hey, it's getting god. heated. It, it, it's getting heated, so let's just end it and we'll, you know, everybody. Close no, I'm it. having fun. This is great. Yeah. Uh, but I'm getting tired. I'm gonna go back. All right. Uh, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All right. I'll go first. My point goes to you. Oh, shit. I think... I do... Daniel, th- don't even be yelling. We know where your vote's going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't even need to ask. Ow! <laughs> we know where your vote's going. Ow! 
I haven't gotten one. One point from Daniel, not one. Yeah. I told you on from the get go right. that Iron Man was going to get my room. Anyway. 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 Everything to do with each category. Okay. All right. Now, my point goes to you. I do think Blank. Black Panther can beat the shit out of Iron Man in a fight, uh, which is pretty much what this round is, right? Yes. All right. That's why, so I think it'll happen. That's why you got my point. Sharon, go ahead. I think, I think it's a tough call, but I have to go with Iron Man. I think he's got, uh, just the suit alone, I think is more powerful. Going up against yes. Olive Wakanda, no. But one-on-one, yes. yeah. Yeah, I'll admit that me saying that him going against Olive Wakanda is a bit of a stretch, but it's not a complete shutout. If, depending on the suit that he goes oh into Wakanda God. with, okay. he probably would. <laughs> All right. You okay. already made the argument. You don't the opportunity to give yourself a point. All right. Danielle, who are you giving your point to? Iron Man. All right. Who would have thought? All right, yeah, hard-fought victory. Right, hard you can go yeah. upstairs, Doug. You can go upstairs, Doug. Hard-fought victory. That, no, this is a lot of fun. This is a blast. Uh, it was good a good Karen. time. I got to finish a football game, so. Yeah, she's got to play some Madden. Uh, she's still here. She's here for the moment. Oh, I thought she went upstairs. She's here for the moment. She's I am going to have to take a heavy-duty piss soon, though. She's got to go on a monologue or something. No, I gotta pee really bad too. Yeah, he's gotta go. But uh, all right. So the official scorecard: Black Panther took the loss. Iron Man wins three to two in a heartbreaker. Next week we will be back for Batman versus Spider Man. And if I lose that one, you can say goodbye to the web cave. I'm just gonna tell you how it is right now. Oh my god! Just don't even fucking just say goodbye. I'm done. I'm walking out. (laughs) Just kidding, of course. But uh. We got some comics to review, Bobo. You want to go through the first first one you want to do while I take a piss real quick? Yeah, I'll just name the, the few lists of comics that we'll do here. Uh, the first one I think we're going to review here is going to be the the big one that came out last week, which would be Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, number six. That was just released, the big event, the next issue in the big event. Our uh, next review is going to be on the new uh, variant series for Spider-Man called Spider-Man The Lost Hunt. And the next review we're going to do, which we've already brought up before, uh, which was Black Panther Unconquered One-Shot. And more than likely, we're briefly probably going to bring up the new um, continuity tie-in, The New Golden Age, written by Jeff Johns making the original JSA canon with current DC Universe. Absolutely. Uh, we're, are we going to get into Dark Crisis first? Yeah, let's get into Dark Crisis first. What do you think? So what you? do you think? The war is here. The darkness is being unleashed. Pariah's here. The league's yes, alive. Is. The league's back. No, I'm on fucking comic five. You better get reading then, dog. Oh, no. I'm about to spoil the shit out of 
I forgot. Yeah, she was. She's on five now. I'm about to spoil the shit out of shit. <laughs> yeah, shit. Uh, I, think I thought it was great. I, apologize. I think this is my favorite issue so far. I I would. It's a tie for me. I think six and two so far. I equally like the same. Yeah. It was really big moment, John. First of all, what I have to say. If any motherfucker out there, if you hate DC, if you love DC, if you throw any type of shade throw towards Jonathan Kent, I will personally show up at your house and shut you the fuck up. <laughs> John Kent is one of the baddest motherfuckers ever written on a comic book page, and Dark Crisis 6 confirms it. If you have the balls as a 17-year-old kid, as the son of Superman, who's only half Kryptonian, not full, to go up against Dark Side, Doomsday, Eclipso, and the Phantom Stranger all consumed all consumed by the darkness at one single time by your fucking self. Yeah. You're a bad yeah. motherfucker, dude. Oh, he's beyond a bad motherfucker. I think literally taking on the five strongest people in the entire DC like villains universe and facing them all at one time, and that's literally just a seventeen year old. Superman. It's yeah. absolutely insane. Like, the balls that kid fucking has is nuts. The strength he wields is insane. And I honestly agree with that, man, that if one day I do think John's going to outshine Clark. He will. He's already starting to. I hope they don't fuck this up, and I hope the comic sells enough to where they keep this kind of shit going, because... John is definitely the future, and he's proven it. Uh, you brought up issue two. That's another one of my favorite moments, him fucking showing Absolutely. up the from Deathstroke and then getting in that fight with Cyborg Superman. That was one of the best fights in this event. It didn't let, it lasted a couple panels, but it was still dope. And anything was. This, this was one big action scene, and those type of books are always fucking awesome. Like, there's there's dialogue and there's story, too, but... There was a lot of ass kickery in this issue, and it was, that, that's what made it really, really fun. I mean, fucking, uh, can I spoil something or not? <laughs> Do you not want She's me not in the room. She went in the other okay. room. Okay, okay, cool. Pariah fucking lost. Like, Pariah's gone now. <laughs> like, it's over. He fucking disappeared. It's done. He got, he thought it, that he It's not run. over. He's gone, but it's definitely not over. No, it's not over, but Pariah's over. Well, now we have Deathstroke who's like the fucking Hulk almost, like fucking, he got banged up real quick. And dude, he's way fucking more than anything either one of them agreeing to be at the moment. Yeah, dude. And Par- Pariah is like, we thought Pariah was the big bad of this thing. He's gone at issue five or six, and now and now we still have a threat. See, I didn't that, know. see uh, that's the thing, though. This, like, this is going all the way back to like fucking beginning of Rebirth Justice League comics. When the darkness yeah. was originally brought up, yeah, the, that's the real villain here. Like it's using Pariah and using Deathstroke and Darkseid and all these other dudes. That like it's fucking like it's pawns. Yeah, it is. But it seemed like in the did I don't know if you ever got around to reading the Deadly Great, but uh, not yet. I bought it, but I didn't okay. read it yet. Okay. It doesn't really give you too much. Like, you don't need it for the event. But it, one thing it does kind of dive into is that Pariah was 
controlling the darkness. And the darkness wasn't controlling Pariah. Pariah was controlling it because he was trying to get back to his own world. But then that really didn't, the darkness kind of turned on him anyway. Or, and he faded into fucking, <laughs> he faded into oblivion, dude. I like, why did, I like how people keep dying by their fucking, you just see their faces, like, disappear. They're, they're melting away. away. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they really fucking tie into that Barry Allen death on Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, they, they've paid a couple homages to that so far. Yeah, the entire Justice League died like that in Death of the Justice League. Yeah. Well, the panel was Batman. It was the Trinity, right? Because I think the other, like, Green and Lantern I'm, got I'm, smashed. Wasn't in Oliver in there, too? I'm pretty sure they showed Oliver no, no. dying, too. Oliver got fucking destroyed by Doomsday. <laughs> Remember no, Oliver? I mean, like, way back in Death of the Justice League. Didn't they show him dying? Yeah, he died, but he didn't he didn't vaporize away like the like the Trinity. He got smashed into the earth by doomsday. I think he did right. he probably did fade away because they all went into their own worlds, but Yeah, because he was I, in issue six. No, he wasn't. They were looking for him, remember? Uh a red arrow or Arsenal now. Arsenal, Roy Harper. Him and him and Canary had a talk about it. They're like, Where's Oliver? He's the only one that didn't come back. And I think yeah, we, I, I think that might be important. So Yeah, Oliver, Oliver. no one knows where Oliver is. I love Ollie. It's so pretty gonzo. Uh yeah, the, this this issue has it all. I high recommend. I would give it like a I go nine out of ten to be honest with you. Yeah, this one. This one was really good. Four and five for me were kind of the low points of the series so far. I agree. But so far, four and five kind of like four. Not so, see, I kind of go away from like three and like four and five kind of because that's when they brought the JSA into it. Ooh. So I mean that was kind of good. That part of that issue at least. That was cool, but it was starting to kind of get away from the story itself. And just keep bringing in more people. Even this issue. Like, my only real big issue. And, listen, I buy I Am Batman every month when it's out. I don't mind Jace Fox. I'm not one of the haters. But Jace Fox had no business being in this fucking issue. And he had no business. I know. I was confused about that. He, on numerous occasions, says, I'm not interested. I have no place here. Like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This, this, and that. Yet he fucking shows up. They tied him in in such a shitty way, and they did it in the couple, like the last issue of his book. They did a tie-in, and uh, it was okay, but it really like sloppily just kind of puts him in. After he said no numerous times, you can tell it was a last-minute decision. I don't think it was always supposed to be that way, because it doesn't seem like from the first issue to now. Like he was like he told John, he's like no, he's like whenever a Batman helps the Justice League, he fucking dies. <laughs> so I'm not doing that. That's literally what he said, and then he rides off. And he's in New York City now. He doesn't give a fuck. So it, it's it's crazy that he just shows up. And just because your father is a genius does not mean you know how to fix a machine. <laughs> or fucking, like, that was a weird explanation. He's like, yeah, my dad knows how to do this shit, so I probably do. 
Did, did you catch that? Yeah. That should have me dying. He was <laughs> like, yeah. They're like, we need somebody. We need help. And he's like, well, my dad's smart. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't need Jace, but besides that, I thought it was. Uh, I don't know. If I but I kind of wish they would have explained Black Adam coming back from the Legion of Doom shit. Because, like, yeah. to me, he just kind of, like, they were in the battle and, like, he was there. Yeah. Like, they didn't show anything, like, what happened after the whole... He went back to the Legion of Doom and the Legion was attacked by Deathstroke in the darkness. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think there's a couple of loose ends still. Hopefully we get the answer to them. I do think it's kind of odd that the Batman issue came out this week when the Justice League's already back. <laughs> that we still have worlds without a Justice League coming out when the League's back. Yeah. But I, I guess that, I mean, that's just publishing and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's going pretty good. Season 6 really picked it up because 4 and 5 were kind of getting it too much away from what was going on. I like I like the idea of making Deathstroke a big, big baddie. Not like a just a solo like a guy to go against the Titans or a guy to go against Batman. Like this is the first time Deathstroke's really gotten to shine in a universe spanning event, so we'll see what happens next issue. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Would you give it? I, I give like. I give it like an eight and a half, nine. Yeah, somewhere around there. Okay. You got it's really good. I'm it. really excited for seven, and I'm really excited for yeah. Dark Crisis number one, the Dark Army, Damien versus the Darkness. I'm very. I hope that's a good book. That's the last official issue of this whole thing, right? No, that's a spinoff. Dark Crisis number seven is. I know it's a spinoff, but I doesn't. I think it comes after Dark Crisis. Seven. If you're going by release date, release date the dark. I mean, how would it be after the end of Dark Crisis if he's if Damien fighting the Dark? Crisis? I don't know. I think it might like he might be the final fight. If they do it like that, that's badass. No, I think that'd be cool. If Damien's the last thing that goes up against the darkness. That would be cool. Yeah, I don't know, but... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, uh, what's next? We're going to do Spidey? Yeah, let's do The Lost Hunt. All right, The Lost Hunt. Uh, I love this book. I've been raving about Spidey. I also, I went back and read the first five issues, the first arc of his new Amazing Spider-Man run. So I've been in kind of Spidey mode lately. You got to you keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. So for next week. <laughs> but uh, no, this Spider-Man book's fucking amazing. Uh, I, I like, first of all, the art is beautiful. Great art. A couple of times his face looks a little weird, but. For the most part, it's pretty great art. Uh, I like I like this thing with Craven and this dude trying to. Uh, he's trying to get Craven, right? 
I think it's Craven's grandson or his son. Yeah. He's he's trying to call to him in some fashion or form. But he fucking, when he turned into that giant bug, dude, (laughs) and fucking Spider-Man's freaking, that was a badass page. I'm really interested to see how in the next issue or issue three, how they're going to get Peter's powers back. But I like how they did the, I'm glad that they did a more adult approach to Peter rather than him being so young. Me too. And they went like, they gave him like realistic, like real life issues, like the whole drama between him and MJ. Well, yeah, that's what made the character great. Yeah, and her realizing that he's not like being an asshole to her. He's like dealing with his like withdrawal from the spider powers and it's fucking with him. Yeah. I really enjoyed the book a lot. Spider-Man's my all-time favorite character, and like so far, this book's really good. I've been reading some past fighties as well. I always love me a good Spider-Man book. Yeah, this one I'm particularly excited for, though, to to really see where this series goes. Because, like you said, it's doing a lot of different things that I really like. The Mary Jane shit plays really well. I don't think it's like. It doesn't feel corny at all. It doesn't feel like a bad story. It feels like a really good drama between him and this girl. And they just want to work it out. She, she, like, she'll do anything for him. She'll fucking, like, she just wants to know what's wrong. And he, like, can't completely tell her because he's just going fucking nuts. But he doesn't want to lose everything. And he's going through so much stress. And one of the more relatable aspects of Spider-Man, he's broke. Like like a lot of people. Like, he's... yeah. But he doesn't have a lot of money. Uh, I don't. I don't. I thought. I think he might have said one line about it in this book. But he, him, and him and uh, him and MJ are going through some. There's some trouble in paradise right now. So we'll see if they can they can get it together. But he's he's having some trouble. Peter's mental mental state isn't doing too good right now. Uh, and. Craven's grandson or whoever the fuck, he's definitely trying to make sure that stays that way. <laughs> he's fucking with that young man heavy duty. But I fully enjoyed it so far. I give it an 8 out of 10. Me too. Alright, let's move on here to... Uh... Black Panther, The Unconquered, one shot, written by Brian Hill, released a couple weeks ago. Okay. Black Panther, Unconquered. This book, and there's a reason I wanted to do the face-off first, not just so Doug and Cher can get to bed. I fucking hated this book. (laughs) I (laughs) I thought this shit sucked so bad. The art was bad. You hated the art. I thought the art was okay in some areas, but in other areas, like, really kind of sloppy and not that good. And I'm no fucking artist, but I know the comic book art I like. I know the art that I think is shit, and I didn't think it was that great. Uh, I The story, like, what fucking story? For a one-shot, Bobby thought it was an ongoing. Because <laughs> that's how bad of a one-shot it was. Bobby I was did, because, like, like it kind of ended on a cliffhanger, dude. 
Yeah, <laughs> you were like, I, 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 uh, we'll see where this is going. I was like, no, we won't. <laughs> we're not going to see where it's going. So, uh, no, it was. I, I thought, I thought the story was kind of lackluster. I really, I didn't come away with it, even really knowing what the villain's motive was, what, what was really going on besides that they were trying to fuck with that old woman, uh, and like grab the witch and shit. I just, this one wasn't really for me. What was your take on it? No, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it either. It was just kind of. There's a threat. He went and dealt with the threat, and that was it. There was no, like, story. There wasn't much, like, background telling of everything. It was like, oh, the, deer, the dude's got the spear. And then he spear back, and yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, I don't know. I wasn't, I was really excited to read it because I enjoy Black Panther as a character, but, like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't impressed. No, I read I some of the other Black Panther stuff of his other series he's got going on right now. And, like, that's a pretty good series. Did you check that out? Yeah, I've read uh, two issues. I think there's, like, 15 out. Yeah, 15's coming out soon. Or 15 or 12. I don't know. Oh, no, because 12's on. They have 12 issues on uh, Unlimited. But, yeah, so, yeah, 15's about to come out, I think. Some shit like that. Yeah, I've heard good things and bad things about it, so I'm excited to actually look into that. Uh, I actually, uh, just to go back to what we earlier talked about, that Dark Crisis, Damien versus the Darkness, that comes out this week. No way, really? Yeah, November 22nd, this week. Okay. We're right. New comic day this week. We're gonna be able to read that. Let's fucking go. Uh, yeah. You've been reading uh, anything else? Uh, you've been getting into Thor shit, right? I know it's so yeah. Awesome. I've been reading a lot of the current Thor issue that's been going on. I really like it. How was that? Yeah, I I did issue one because you've been so high on it, and it is pretty badass so far. It's I like it a lot. He's the oh he's got the power of the Odin Force, and like he's the king of Asgard now. He's having issues with his hammer because of like the spell that's on it, and it's starting to like linger off, and it's starting to fuck with him and shit. And now he like he obtains and becomes the herald of Galactus, and then eventually like takes his power. Like that's fucking ridiculous, dude. This like this series is really good. There's a couple issues in it. It's like it's the storyline's called Prey. It has everything stuff to do with Donald Blake, Doctor Donald Blake. I it, that was those three books were pretty bad. I didn't really like those. Yeah, but I mean, I'm really impressed with Donnie or Danny Coates' is Thor series. He's he's doing a very good job with it. Yeah, he's he's a damn good writer and. uh I'm liking the book. I can't wait to get into it a little more. There's a couple of different things I'm sticking my teeth into right now, but that, that's definitely a... Oh, yeah. That new Spidey's been slapping, man. I'm yeah, on the dude, Spidey always... Not, like, most of the time, Spidey comics are going to slap. I didn't even like, know about like, Tombstone like that, though. I didn't know about yeah. that. <laughs> Spidey, like... Spider-Man and Batman had probably the two best rogues galleries of comic book characters, like, ever. 
Oh, we're going to be and discussing I, it. I think, right. I think it's cool that they're on opposing comic book companies, but Spider-Man's got a lot of really cool villains, man. No, yeah, he does. Yeah, I didn't know about Tombstone. He's he's good. Uh, it was yeah. I, he is. I I uh, he's like killing shit right now and making Spider-Man do his dirty work, and Spider-Man doesn't realize it. Yeah, it's been good. I uh, I'll definitely read the next art because this one was kind of on a cliffhanger. Yeah, but uh, dude, in this series, him and MJ are just done. I guess that's where they're at in the universe right now. Like, it's not like the Lost Hunt. I don't think it's canon because, like, uh, or no, I don't believe it is either because he's older than what the current thing is. Yeah. I've I've read a few of some of the current ones, and even because you're reading the Amazing Spider-Man one, and I was reading a different Amazing Spider-Man series that's still ongoing as well. And well, it's pretty I good. Think- it's actually. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, I think. I like it a one, lot. Yeah, lot. Yeah. The same writer. Okay. What? What? I said Lost Hunt is in canon. I think this new Amazing Spider-Man is though, right? I think that is. Canon. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. Lost sure. Hunt is not. Right. All right. The same well, writer that is doing the current Spider-Man series. He just released a new series called The Gold Goblin. Oh, yeah. That issue released this week, and I recommend that you pick it up when you go to the comic book store tomorrow. That's a cool cover. Yeah, it's a pretty good book, dude. I I read some of it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a cool cover. I might have to pick that shit up. That's a pretty cover. I'm pretty sure that new World Breaker Hulk comes out within the next couple weeks, too. Fuck yeah. I, uh... Yeah, I I didn't know him and MJ are, like, splits full. Split skis, though. Like, he called her, she's like, no, Peter. <laughs> he's just hung up. He's, like, all sad. It's like, oh. Yeah. I'd have to read back. That It probably explains it in the one you're on. Uh... The 2018 one, right? The one I'm on is technically before you. Yeah, so that that would probably explain why MJ and him are fucking on the outs. Probably. Because the point that I'm at right now in mine is um, Osborne Industries created this um, this device that can split somebody. It can basically clone you and split your personalities and your brain in half. Oh, shit. So, like, Peter Parker is just Peter Parker, and then Spider-Man with the Spider-Man abilities is a completely different person. That's just Spider-Man. Gary? That's badass. cool. And to bring back what I just brought up, that new Planet Hulk World Breaker series comes out in two weeks. Okay. Fucking get it. I already have it set aside for me in my pull box. I just gotta wait for the release date. Uh, let's do a quick review of the fucking uh, Golden Age and then hop out of here. Hell yeah! I thought it was pretty mid. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was excellent. I'd give it like a seven and a half. I thought it was really cool to see those characters drawn like that for one again. 
So like that style yeah. of artwork like, in 2022 was really cool. That art was magic. And like, I'm interested to see how Jeff Johns is going to interpret the Batman and Catwoman like marriage relationship thing and having Helena Wayne being the Huntress, Batman's daughter. I'm really interested to see how they're going to tie that in with current continuity, with the current Bruce Wayne we have with Damien as his son, and Talia being the mother. I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to tie that in together. I don't fucking know how. That's like, oh, my God. I can't believe that they did a, a whole Golden Age book to tell that story. To Like, I thought it was okay. I didn't mind it, and I love seeing Like, I love the JSA, and I like that old school feel. Like, I'll read a book from them that's supposed to be set in the 40s all day. But the fact that all this thing did was set up that fucking Huntress is Batman's kid again, it's like, what? It's like, that got retconned, and it was like, she, because it, it was, that was her original, that's originally what the Huntress was, but then it got retconned to uh, her being the mobster's daughter, like how she is in Birds of Prey and shit. And, uh... It's just weird. Like, it's just like, why now? Especially doing all the shit with Damien. It just seems to have, it, it seems weird to have another kid in the mix. Especially Huntress, who's already kind of established. But, I mean, I didn't mind it. I, the, my theory, the way I think they're going to interpret it and, like, can, like merge in the, like, the two Batmans together is I think that the way they're going to do the Dark Crisis and Infinite Earth, since, like, the Infinite Earths are back. Yeah. I think they're going to keep the Infinite Earth, and this new Golden Age of Heroes is going to be a different Earth. It's going to be like Earth 2 or Earth 3 or some shit. I can see it, and I'm getting their own stories. Yeah, while the League and everybody in the current continuity that we are currently reading is like Earth Prime. I wouldn't be mad. That's how it was back in the day. That's how it started. Yeah, honestly, that's why I feel like that's the way they're going to shift towards this. Yeah. But... From what I read in the preview of for Justice Society number one that comes out in the next couple of weeks, there's a lot to do with Time Masters in this book, so I have a feeling something's going to be explained. Well, yeah, and that was the beauty of it back in the day. That's how everyone was on their own like universe. Like the, the certain companies they got, so Captain Marvel or Shazam was on his own universe with Plastic Man and shit fucking Captain Adam and all them were on their own universe and, and the old JSA members, they were on their own universe away from the Justice League. Like Jay Garrick, when Barry used, Barry Allen read a comic book with Jay Garrick in it, but he didn't exist on their universe. He was on his own. Even though Jay Garrick's comics came way before, you know, Barry was introduced. And that was the yeah. first crossover and shit. So it's it's cool that they're calling back to that. Definitely. Yeah, bro. I uh, but it like the book was uh, Doctor Fate died a hundred times was it was all right, but uh, the art was was beautiful. Fucking Hawkman <laughs> looked like a badass, like usual. Yeah, okay. it was really cool to see them drawn like that again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was cool seeing uh society together but uh yeah it was weird to do we'll see what i don't know what role huntress is going to have and hopefully this new like if it is a new earth and then there's a batman on that earth too and then that's his kid 
that's fine. I think that's cool. That that, that makes sense right. as an explanation. But I don't know if I want her to come into modern continuity and hang out with Batman. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see what but happens. It's just the Bat family's a little full. <laughs> Like she's already in it, but it's a like because she's a loose member anyway. No matter what her last name is, Huntress is always kind of around the Bat family. But I don't know if it's a little full right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, Star that Star Girl shit came out this week, which is kind of a spinoff of that too. Yeah, I and, didn't get that. Yeah, I know you fucking hate Stargirl. One day you'll watch the show, you son of a bitch. I doubt it. I know. Uh, yeah, but then JSA is going to come out soon. That'll be good. I give this issue a 5.5. I thought it was all right. I give it like a six and a half seven. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just, I thought, well, the art was good enough to bring it to a six. But... I, uh, the story lacked a little bit for me. I thought Spider-Man was probably the top book of the week. And, and my, uh, well, actually, I gave Crisis a higher oh, rating. But... I was going to say Dark Crisis 6. Was the book of the week <laughs> Dark Crisis probably beats Spidey. I did give Dark Crisis a higher rating. But Spidey, that Lost Hunch is good as fuck, dude. I'm excited to see where it's going. Me too, uh, for sure. You want to... Uh, well, we already told the people what we're doing next week a couple times, but it's going to be a fucking banger. This kind of was, too, sure to be is. honest. But uh, Batman versus Spider-Man. <laughs> the fight we've all been waiting for. Fucking getting it done. Big Dizzy's going to be representing the greatest superhero of all time. The fucking mass vigilante Batman. And Bobby's going to be right. representing your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So, uh, we'll be looking forward to All that right. next week, and I'll see you next time, bro. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on, hold on. We can't end a comic book podcast yeah. without shouting out the death of Kevin Conroy. Yes, 100%. Rest in peace. The man who truly brought Batman to life. That's the saddest shit of all time, bro. That's so sad. This is, he was, I mean, he was the voice. He was like, we grew up to him. That was my fucking, I remember being fucking like four popping in a DVD of the animated series. And he was the motherfucker. Like when you read a comic, like we've talked about it with Hamill and the Joker. When you read a comic, you're hearing Conroy's voice, dude. Whatever. I've been it, hearing it, that man's voice in Batman since I was in diapers. Yeah. The dude's an absolute legend. And he seemed like a really good guy, too. So. Oh, definitely. Peace, you know, condolences to the family and all that. But he, like, the world lost a legend because he was, out of, for a, a voice, he's one of the best voice actors of all time. He just, he totally, for... Sure. He plays season, one of the most iconic professional roles ever. And he did it so many times. That's the only thing. Like, the whole animated show. The the new Justice League All movie the Justice League movies. movies. The Superman show. 
Justice the, League Unlimited Batman video games. All uh, yeah, the Arkham games. Like he this the, man, arguably the greatest Batman movie of all time, Batman and the Mask of Phantasm or whatever the name of that movie is. Phantasm. Phantasm, like that is considered to be one of the greatest Batman pieces of work of all time, and that was Kevin yeah. Conroy's first appearance as Batman. Wait, the animated series? Wasn't the animated series going before that? Not the animated series came out in the early '90s, and the Master of the Phantasm came out in the late '80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, but fucking, he's a badass. Uh, Absolutely, he, he was the voice. He's the one that brought Batman to life. They might have written him on paper 60 years prior, but he didn't truly come to life until Kevin Conroy got a hold of him. 100%. Like, it really... Because when you read a comic, you're not hearing Christian Bale. Maybe you're hearing oh, Batman. <laughs> but besides that, you're not hearing Bale. You're not hearing Keaton. You're not even hearing Aflac. You're hearing Conroy. You're certainly not hearing Pattinson. No, you're not. Or fucking George Clooney or Val Kilmer. I'll get drive through. (laughs) Best line in cinematic history. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Not a sandwich, sir. I'll get drive through. But uh, we're running out of air time. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Let's get the yes, hell sir. out of here, bro. See you next week. See you next week, bro. No, it was a struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Shake it, shake it. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic, Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking the bamboo, sipping on private stock. Wait. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.